Hello, this is Dr. Carla Johnston. I want to welcome you personally and thank you for joining me today. In this podcast, we'll be exploring information, ideas, and strategies to identify our unique and individual approach to living a nourished life. I'll be discussing topics that enhance our mind, body, and spirit. So let's have a bigger conversation, one that expands and brings more joy, happiness, and a sense of well-being. I'm delighted that you're here. So let's get started. Hello, a joyous greeting for joining me on this episode. We're going to talk about action steps, the importance of having action steps to ensure success for what your goals and intentions are. So I'm going to ask you, what are your action steps? And people define them differently. The purpose of this podcast and living uniquely nourished lives is that each of us are going to come to this in a different way based on what it is we like to enjoy and what our previous life experiences are. Perhaps we want to create new goals, expand goals, whatever that looks like for you. The commonality is, what are your action steps? And I'll give you some examples here. So let's say I want to create goals. And some of them might sound like this. I want to eat well over this next year. I want to increase how I am adding in nutritious foods into my diet. Or another goal might be I want to increase my physical movement. I want to train for a race this year. Another might be, I realize that I work hard and I take care of my family and have lots of activities. And so I want to figure out a way to increase self-care, to be able to have some time to myself. And yet another might be, I want to invest myself more in my business. So I want to increase my business, whether starting one or growing a business that you currently have. And then lastly, another goal might be, as I'm nearing retirement or I am retired, I want to enjoy my life and figure out what brings me joy in this new phase of my life beyond the fact that I no longer have to work. So they all are wonderful goals. And we may begin by writing out what that's going to look like. We might write out what our objectives are. And where some of us miss opportunities are the actual action steps, and they need to be specific. So, for example, if someone says to me that they want to work on moving more, my questions would be, how are you going to do that? And what does your plan look like? Is it that you're going to walk X number of days per week, X number of minutes per walk? Is it that you're going to take X number of days and if you're running for a race, you're going to break those increments out? So for example, this week I'm going to run twice one mile on Monday and Friday and then the following week do the same and then in the third week I'm going to increase that day. So specifically, what is it? What days of the week are you going to move and in what measurement, whether it's 
distance, whether it's time, whether it's, you know, a specific geographic area, like I'm going to do two loops around this park, whatever that looks like for you. And the same with, I want to eat well. So yes. So how are you going to do that? If you're going to increase the number of, let's say, nutrient-dense vegetables, how many days a week are you going to do that? And when are you going to take time to plan to shop, plan to prepare, and plan to cook? So, for example, I'm going to increase my vegetable intake at each meal three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I'm going to do my prep and cook work on Sunday. And then another example of these action steps for self-care, I am going to put on my calendar, block it for 30 minutes each Friday morning from 9 to 9.30, and I'm going to decide that day what I'm going to do, whether it's take a walk, whether it's listen to music, whether it's read a book, whether it's to go to get a massage or acupuncture or whatever that looks like for you. It's in your calendar. And then you keep that commitment to your best of your ability. So yes, action steps are very specific. Now, I'm a sticky note person. I think I've mentioned that before. And I have encouraging sticky notes and I have reminder sticky notes all over. And sticky notes are a wonderful way of staying in that space of what it is you'd like to see. What a sticky note isn't going to be able to do, though, is increase the number of steps you take a day. It isn't going to increase your heart rate for intensity in your physical movement. It isn't going to put those nutrient-dense foods on your plate. It isn't going to go to the market or the grocery store or the farmer's market to pick up those foods. So you see what I'm saying? So there's both end. So we want to keep encouraging ourselves. We want to keep our goals in our mind. And then we add these steps that get us to what it is we're desiring to do, the actual physical work. And we break it out so that it's very realistic. And two things happen. First, we'll start to notice where that pushback is. And second, if I don't achieve what I thought I could, that's where I get to change the plan. So let's look at the first one. So if I am working with someone and they want to move more and we start talking about which days of the week and how often or the distance or whatever that might be, that's where that, well, I don't really have time for that. Or what if I can't do that? Or I'm not sure how many days. Well, can I just say, you know, depends on the weather and all of that is taken into account. So if my plan says that I'm going to walk 30 minutes at lunch, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and it rains Friday. What is my alternative? Are there stairs in the building that I can walk? Is there a break in the weather that maybe instead of lunchtime I can walk after work? Or can I add that 30 minutes to another day or shift the day where instead of Friday I'm going to walk on Sunday morning where the weather's nicer? So we adapt. That's where we start to see the objections. We start putting up challenges sometimes because it's really testing what am I committing to do toward my health goals. And secondly, and I alluded to this just a minute ago, if indeed I put down that I want to have two nutrient-dense vegetables at each meal three times a week, and I'm noticing that I'm consistently not able to do that, 
it's not about going back and saying, wow, I just didn't get this done and I'm not going to be able to do this. And what does it matter anyway? There's an option to take a look and just really say, okay, what were my obstacles? Is it that I don't want to spend Sundays, my day off, my day of rest, usually my day to go out and have fun prepping in the kitchen. So you get to change that day. Is it that you're having difficult getting inspired or finding those foods that bring you joy or that you find delicious? Is it that you need some assistance in helping to figure out how to structure your plan? So it's, again, not about good or bad. Even for those folks that I work with and come back, I don't allow them to come back and say, I was so bad, I didn't get this done. It's not about that. In my mind, it is what happened, what were the challenges, what were the obstacles, and then how do we address those? And quite frankly, sometimes it's motivation. It sounds great to say, I'm going to train for the 10K this year, and it sounds wonderful until you have to get up early in the morning and run, and you're not used to it, your muscles are sore, and it's, and it's just not inspiring that day. And for those that know, you do it anyway. If that truly is what you want to do, you do that anyway, because the more you do it, the easier it becomes, and then it becomes a habit. If indeed you've decided you want to do something and you're finding out there are challenges, it can lead to expansion of the goal or shifting the goal. I would just encourage you not to be too quick to change the goal. Sometimes it is moving through that comfort zone moving through that not feeling great or having it feel second nature that comes with time. So what are your action steps and what are you committed to doing? Depending on where you are, it may be helpful to work with someone, even experienced people, even women in business who are very experienced that I speak with and women in healthcare and medical professionals Sometimes we're so close to what we're doing that it can take an objective eye to assist us and help us figure out where the stalls are. Because when you're in the middle of it, sometimes it's not so easy to parcel out where the challenges are. It's just not working. Or perhaps you're just in that overwhelm stage where everything seems overwhelming and you need someone to take a 10,000 foot view and kind of help parcel out where those shifts can be and allow that person to take a breath. And so I'm going to share a personal story here because I feel like it's really illustrative of what I'm speaking about today with those action steps. So I had decided many months ago that I was going to move from one state to another, physically move by selling my home and and moving my business from one state to another. And so I am very well versed in action steps and lists and things that I need to do. And one of my goals for the year was to increase self-care, to really take some time to read and listen to music and take a walk without it being a power walk, to really just be. And so what I discovered is as the year got going and I got busy and things were calling my attention and the deadlines kept increasing, and then I added on this new goal of moving, I realized that I kept putting it aside. The the self-care appointments on my calendar, I just kept looking at them come and go. <laughs> I didn't really do anything about them. They showed up because I had plugged them in my calendar. I did that action step of plugging it in my calendar. 
What I didn't do is the action step of committing to take that time for myself. And so the move went smoothly. As anyone who has moved, you know, the work it takes and I moved to a smaller space. So I had to decide when I packed up what was physically going with me and then what was going into storage. So it was a very detail-oriented, I'll say, move and then moving to an area where I'm learning everything. I'm brand new. And I kept pushing through and pushing through and things were getting done and it was going smoothly and I was completely grateful and I had a lot of people supporting me and help. And what I started to notice was that my energy was getting less and less available to me. I was getting really tired and I felt like I needed to sleep. And I started getting the sniffles and I just attributed that to being in a new area and perhaps some seasonal allergies and whatever it is. I just kept telling myself to, to keep moving, to keep pushing. And I'm sure those of you that are well-versed in this can see what's going to happen next, and that is that I really, really got under the weather. My voice, I mean, it literally sounded like I was gargling with rocks. My voice was horrible, and finally it got difficult to speak because it was uncomfortable, and then I had a nice long case of laryngitis. And the reason I'm sharing this story is that all of the signs were there for me to remain in self-care when it came up and to listen to those signs that my body was telling me about, yes, you can do this and you still need to rest. You still need to fill your tank to be able to run as quickly and as long as you'd like to run. So I'm going to illustrate this because it's a lesson I had to relearn. It's certainly not, I've learned it and now I'm done. This has happened periodically over my life as I'm getting ready to come into a significant birthday for me this year. I realized that, wow, I've learned this lesson before. And at first I was frustrated with myself, like, oh, you've learned this before. How many times are you going to need to learn this? And as I've gotten quiet, I realize you're going to learn it until you get it, just like any other activity. So now when I have my self-care time come up on my calendar, I honor that because it is a goal and that is my action step. And I've gone one step further now where I've identified on what weeks, what activity I'd like to do for that self-care. Now, there have already been times where I've had to change that, where it came up and I really had something else to do. I had another obligation or a phone call or a meeting, whatever that is, that came up that really needed my my attention. And so what I did is I rescheduled it just like I would if someone called me and said, oh, Carla, I've had a difficult time with my calendar. Can we reschedule our appointment? I would say, absolutely. Well, I'm doing that for myself. This came up. It's going to replace what I had on my calendar. It's important. I need to do it. So I'm going to reschedule and block this time again. I'm not just going to let it go. So as you are creating your goals and your intentions and what your visions are, make sure that you create an action plan that has action steps in it, specific measurable steps. And then you get to go back and measure how that went and what the obstacles or challenges were, and then you adapt and shift to that. That includes motivation. So yeah, I just, I just didn't feel like it, or you know, it was kind of cold and I don't like walking in the cold. And you really want to challenge yourself. Is it that you need to go out and walk in the cold or 
shift the day around so that you honor what the step was. Again, this is your plan. This is how you're going to adapt so that you get to decide what's working best for you because they do translate over. Each one of these things that I mentioned, self-care, improving my business, having more nutrient-dense foods, movement, they all add up and are synergistic to help us feel better. And then once you start feeling better, you start to realize that you're thinking more clearly, that you're enjoying life more, that you're engaging more, that you're helping others while you're helping yourself. So it goes back to another idea and one that I live in my life and use in my practice, and I've talked about this in much earlier episodes, and that's POEM. So plan, organize, execute, and measure. So you have your goal, you've broken it down to what your action plan is, and what your action steps are, and just as importantly, you go back and review what those steps were and how you shift and or increase them. It may be that you put down that you're walking three days a week, 10 minutes a day, and you're enjoying it so much that you're able to increase the day or increase the time or increase the distance or increase the difficulty. You know, now that I've been walking for a while, I want to hike. I want to take a hike. I want to go somewhere where it's hilly and scenic. And I feel like I'm up for that now. Or I've done a couple of 5Ks and now I want to try for a 10K. Or now that I've done my 10K and I've enjoyed that, you know, maybe I want to learn something else where I'm using my upper arm, such as, you know, kayaking or whatever that looks like for you. See, the possibilities are endless because they're yours. So what are you committing to do in your action steps? I'd love to hear any feedback. I'd love to hear your success stories and if you've had a challenge, how you were able to overcome that. So feel free to leave me a message on either my Instagram page or Facebook page, Dr. Carla Johnston. And with that, I'm going to say, have a fabulous, nourished day. Thank you for tuning in to my podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe to this podcast through your favorite app store, or you can sign up through my website, drcarlajohnston.com. I hope you're leaving with some great ideas and information that will bring happiness and a sense of well-being into your life. Music for this podcast has been provided by the Petrichor and their beautiful song, Always Searching. Have a fantastic day. Until next time. Mm-hmm.